So we're going to do the afternoon test, but I'll just kind of go through the, uh, just a quick recap of where we were in the middle of. Um, we said that if we're coming off of the Brysa, the Brysa said that if the inbal was taken, the clapper was taken off of the bell. So if you had a bell that was used, you know, as a, as to make a noise, so it was a kli, it's, it's tame, it's makabal tama. If the clapper was subsequently taken up, taken off, it would still be uh, makabal tama, even though it's missing the clapper. And we're trying to understand why. If a kli, part of it's missing, normally we would say that the kli is considered a broken kli. And if a kli is broken, then, um, if a kli is broken, then uh, it loses its status of being able to be makabal tuma. So Abaya wanted to answer, first answer we tried was, since a hedyot is able to put it back, meaning it's fairly easy to reattach the clapper to the bell, and you'll have a working bell again. So when the clapper is removed, it's not considered a broken cleave. It's not considered a broken cleave. It'll still be something that is makabal tuma. Okay, it's still it'll still not just makabal tuma, but if it got if it became tame as a fully functioning bell, even when the clapper gets removed, it will still be tame because you in order to lose its tuma, you have to break the cleave. And taking off the clapper, since it's easy to put back on, is not considered breaking the cleave. And Rava asked from the case that we've had before in regards to the detachable scissors that we said a, a kalvachimer, we asked on that, and then Rava answered, okay, Rava came up, with a, came up with a new answer. You know why this bell, even though the clapper is removed, is still retains its tuma, does not lose the, the tuma, is because it's still functional as a, a kli that can make noise. The purpose of the outer part, of, the purpose of the bell is to make noise. So you're right, its clapper is missing, but you can still take the outer part of the bell and bang it against, uh, you know, some pottery or something, and make the same noise that the bell would have made, or a similar noise that the bell would have made, and therefore it's still considered a noise-making bell, and therefore it retains its status of tuma. Rav Yechanan comes up with a new reason. Rav Yechanan says that no, the reason why it retains its status is, of of uh, in other words, it's still tame, it's still considered a functioning bell. Hoyl ve'royel by mayim latinuk. Since you are able to use it as a kli at all, you're able to, like we had this, uh, if you remember, in regards to the shofar, at the end of the first parak, second parak? Um, end of the second parak. We had that uh, you, we said a shofar could still be, be, be metaltel on Shabbos because you can use it as a cup for a baby, right? So, so to here, you're right, the bell is no longer functioning as a noisemaker, but it still has a, it's still a kli. It, it, nothing. Ah, so we'll have to see. So then the Gemara is going to bar on there. You can use it as a cup. Therefore, it's still going to re- retain its tuma. So if you correct the Gemara, the first, right? Here's the kasha. Rav Yechanan doesn't require that in order for it to retain its status of a kli, that it has to still be able to do the same malacha, the same function that it was it was doing when it was tame. Meaning, when the <coughs> bell was a noisemaker, right, it became tame. Now you're right; it could still be used as a cup, but it's no longer a noisemaker. So, shouldn't you be able to lose? Shouldn't it lose its status of tuma? Vatanya, we learned in a brisa v'chol kli asher yeshevalov. So, this is talking about a zav. So we say there's something called tummy medris, 
which means that normally we, we associate Tuma, let's say, with, with uh, a, a dead body, and then the dead body becomes, you know, is an aviavais, a person touches a dead body, he becomes an avatama, and then, um, you know, uh, he touches a kli, the kli becomes a reshine, the kli, the kli touches a food, the food becomes a shani, right? So there's an ordinary progression of Tuma. By Zav, what we say is that the Zav himself is the avhatama. Okay, Zav is himself is the Avatama. And there's a special din by Zav and Zava that if, if the Zav or Zava sits on a chair, what's called a Klimedris, so that chair will also take on the Tuma of the Zav. It, the, the chair itself will become an Avhatama, just like the spit of a Zav, okay, just like the liquids that, it, that, that the Zav excretes also has the status of an Avatama. However, there's a special thing. This is a clean medris. What that means is something that is uh, sittable. Okay? So, v'chol kli asher yeshev alav azav will be tame like the zav. Yachol, I might think, kafa sa'a, anything he sits on. So let's say I turn over a sa'a. That is sa'a is a measurement. So we're saying, a, let's say you had a big measuring barrel. V'yashav aleha. So I had this, you know, big barrel that we use to measure what, how much is a saw, right? Let's say a merchant or whatever it is. He needed to know how much a saw is. So it was like a measuring cup. So if he goes ahead and he turns over this measuring barrel and he sits on it, or kafa tirkav, tirkav is a measuring barrel that's, that's a, a half of, tirkav is half a kav, okay? So it's, it's, but these are different, imagine measuring cups, just large size measuring cups. So let's say you, you turn them over and you sat on them, the yeshavala yehatame. You might think that the Zav sits on them, they are going to be tummy for Medris. Why? I'm sitting on it, right? We said that there's a din, the Torah says that a Zav who sits on something, the thing he sits on will contract tummy, will become tummy just like the Zav. So you might think anything you turn over and sit on will become tummy Medris. Tama Loimer, famous in the Pasuk, we have, we have, we have Tama Loimer, Asher Yeshiva Lav Hazav, Misha Miyochod Yeshiva. It has to be something that was made for sitting. Not anything you can sit on. It has to be something that's a chair. It has to be a mattress. Yatsozeh, excluding these measuring barrels. We tell the guy, if you see the Zub sitting on it, we say, hey, that is not for sitting. Get up so we can work with it, right? We need it for our job. We need it for, to, to do measuring. And it's not miyuchad yeshiva. They're not meant to be, they're not meant to sit on. And therefore, there are things that when they cannot be used for the malacha, that... It is supposed to be miyachad um, for, okay? The high know that these these measuring things are meant for measuring and not for chairs. That they would not contract to ribelezer aimer, and this is one long kash ribelezer holds bimidrasos aimer amayven achsam lachtenu. That specifically when it comes to medras, only to medras do we employ this amayven achsam lachtenu, meaning that it needs to be. Pardon. Medras is a type of tumma that is sitting tumma. Okay, normally tumma is touching tumma. The din by zav, as we said, it's called tummy medras. That's something he sits on. That is that's medras tumma, sitting tumma. Meaning like this: even let's say he's not touching it. Let's say he's sitting on uh, he's sitting on ten mattresses. Even the bottom mattress will contract tumma as an avatumma because it's it's bearing his weight. He's sitting on it. And that's a special din by Zav. So Rebelezer Aymer, that this whole exclusion to be a Kli, right, this, this exclusion saying that it has to be something that's a chair, not something you just happen to sit on, but it really has another function, that is that we only employ this uh, rule 
by Midrasos, but when we talk about Tamimais, or Tamimais would also mean Tomas Maga, any regular Toma, we don't employ this concept of meaning that if you go ahead and you would touch a measuring barrel, okay, it would be considered a Kli that is Makabal Toma. He says, that it applies even by Tomas Mace, meaning that even for a measuring ba- measuring barrel can never become mitama because it is not uh, a kli that is miyuchad for use. And therefore, we see Rabbi Yechanan is very specific that it, in order for the item to become tame, it has to be a kli that's miyuchad for its use. And so too, just like Rav Tali asked, over here, just because you can go ahead and use this outside of this bell as a drinking cup, it has lost its use, its intended use, as a noisemaker. So the Gemara says, Epoch Kamaiso. We'll have to change this. And really, when we said of Yechanan holds that uh, the reason why this bell that became Tame is still Tame, even though it's missing the clapper, is like Rava said, because he can make noise with it, it retains its ability to be a noisemaker. And Rava has to be the one who says, that it's Roy Lugmaya by Mayim, and Rabba could hold like uh, Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe could hold like the other Mandamar that when it comes to um, uh, a chair or a, you know measuring cup being tummy, it won't become tum- It won't become tummy because it's only for. Maj- it, I'm sorry, it will become tummy because the only time we said that it needs we, that it needs to be able to be used to sit on as a chair and not not have another function is by Midrasos, but by regular Tuma, it, um, that rule does not apply. I don't understand, we're just switching the Mandamar? We're just switching the Mandamar in, in, in the first one, meaning what Rava said, and Rabbi Yechanan said, that's going to present the steam of Rabbi Yechanan, so we'll just swap them out. So the Gemara says, If you're switching things, why are you switching the first one? Switch the last one. Okay, in other words, why are you switching the shita of what they hold here in regards to the bell? Why don't we just switch what Rav Yechanan and Rebbe Lazar say in regards to, uh, uh, to, in regards to Kli and Tuma? And maybe Rav Yechanan really does not hold that it has to maintain its original function that it was intended for in order to still remain Tame. So the Gemara answers that. It says, Hashemin and Rabbi Yechanan. I'll tell you why. I changed the first one because I have a raya to the second one. Hashemin and Rabbi Yechanan, because I know that Rabbi Yechanan holds, it must, in order to still be Tameh, it must retain its original intended use. Ditanan, like we have in the following, Brisa, Sandal Shabahema. Let's say you have a, a, like a horseshoe, okay, the shoe of an animal. Shalmatches made out of metal. Tameh, it's going to be Tameh. So the Gemara wants to understand Lamai Chazi. What is the use of this horseshoe? Amarav, Rav says, You can use it to drink water, so it's still a kli. You can um, put shemen in there, and you can use it to, to um, you know, it's a kli that could hold shemen that you could use to smear on your, on your body. You can hold your moisturizer. Right? Roi lasach by shemen b'machama. When you're running away from the attacking troops, you can actually use it as a shoe. So what do we see here? Rav Yechanan holds that the reason why this 
horseshoe, this, this uh, shoe of the animal retains its tuma is because it could still be used as a shoe. So we see Rabbi Yechanan clearly holds that in order, and it's not good enough because it could be used to drink or it could be used to hold your oil so that you can smear yourself. So we see Rabbi Yechanan clearly holds that in order for a kli to retain its tuma, it has to maintain the function that it was originally used for. So too by the bell, you can't say that the reason that a bell that's missing is clapper that became tame with its clapper, and then its clapper got taken out, that it, it's, it's considered, uh, you can't say that it's still considered a bell because you can use it to drink water. It must be that Rabbi Yechanan holds the reason it's still considered a bell is because it could still make noise. And therefore, like we tried saying originally, you would switch Rava and Rabbi Yechanan. My bane, Nagamar just wants to, huh? It's not the, it's not the exact law for But you're using it as a shoe. In other words, it, we're not. And here, you're using it to make noise with a clapper, but you're making noise with banging it on Harris. The point is that it maintains its status of a kli, of being, uh, uh, of being the the category of kli that it was originally. So it was a noisemaker. Bell's a noisemaker. Mayin. Yeah. Right. But in other words, it has main just means it has to provide the same function. But it's okay. My bane, my bane, Rav, the Rav Khan. You wouldn't walk around with a horseshoe, right? Right. It could just still be used as a shoe. It's foot protection. It's noise making, right? In other words, just take it up. It's less specific. In other words, it. it, it, In other words, really everything. It's it's a question of specificity, right? A clee is a clee, so it fits into the category of clee. Now it's subcategory. What type of clee? Noise making clee. Then sub, sub you know subcategory two would be a bell versus something you know something else that would make noise. So what we're saying is it is not it's not good enough, right? The machlekes here is is it between Rav and Yechanan is is it good enough to just have the same category, highest category it has to be kli, and as long as it still maintains a kli, even though it's for a totally different function, kli is kli. Or Rav Yechanan holds it has to maintain the same subcategory. It does not need to maintain the the same sub subcategory, right? So you're going, it's a tree in, in order of specificity. Anyway, my bain rab la So just in regards to this sandal uh, shabahema, what's the difference between rab and rab chanina? If it is disgusting, right? So basically, rab would hold that it has to be roy lishtois by mayim b'molchama. And if it's not, it's considered disgusting. And if it's disgusting, it loses its shame kli. Versus Rav Hanina says, no, even if it's disgusting, too disgusting to drink water, as long as it has some sort of use to be lasoch by shemen, then it would still maintain its uh, uh, tuma. And what's bein Rav Yechon Rav Hanina, benayu What happens if the kli is very heavy? According to Rav Hanina, we don't care how heavy it is because you don't need it to use as a shoe for yourself. You just need it to hold your oil that you can smear on yourself. Okay. Uh, but according to according to Rav Yechanan, if this if if this horseshoe is very very heavy and you would be unable to run with it, it would then be um, it would then it would then not be it would lose its status of tuma. It would no longer be makabel tuma because it's too heavy to um, use as a shoe. Okay. Anyways, going. Everything has some sort of use to it. 
in this horseshoe, even if it's mud, it's saying, you here, you can use it to put a book on it, you can use it for something. There's always some use for almost anything. No, because there's, there's basic functions of a, of a clee, which is it has to have a base kibble. So if you went ahead and, and this thing cracked in half, it would, it would according to the holidays, even if you could use it to pick your teeth, because it no longer would have a functional base kibble, it would lose its status of clee, uh, like a, a receptacle. It has to be able to hold water. It has to be able to hold something. A toothpick's not a clee. Toothpick's not a clee. It's a Toothpick when... I don't think a toothbrush is a clay. It has to have a base kibble. It has to be able to hold water. So you're saying a fork, a knife, those aren't kibble. Fork and so, knife. A spoon would definitely be. A fork and knife is not a clay. Maybe not. I mean, a knife would could be a pshute clay eights. If it's eights, it depends. If it depends, if it's made out of metal or wood. Um, but but yeah, let's let's just like to keep it simple. If the clee is broken, if it can't hold anything, certainly if it was a clee that was made to hold something and then you broke it and now it can no longer hold anything, it would definitely lose its status of a clee. That's for sure. Yitzhak wants to know if a Persian carpet is a clee. Exactly what I was going to ask. <laughs> Yitzhak, you get mad props for the way you handle him. You're, you're, you're handling it perfectly. Okay. And a woman may not go out with a ear shelzav. What is an ear shelzav? Okay. A city of gold. My beer shelzav. It's a Jerusalem of gold. Right? So it was a, spur- a certain pendant they had. It was called the Yushalayim Shelzahav. And um, it, uh, it was a necklace. Some form of necklace or a pendant that had uh, gold on it. Like Rabbi Kiva made for his wife. Okay, Tan Rabbanan. Lo say isha be'ir shalzav. A woman cannot go out with this, or you know, this ornament, this necklace, ir shalzav. Vim yatsasa chayeves chatos. She's chayev chatos divrei meir. In other words, it's an iser del raisa. It's a masli. Vechachamim lo yisaitzei that she shouldn't go out. Vim yatsasa petura. It's pater aval aser. It is a tachshit. Okay. So what's the argument here? We now have all the spectrum. An Irshelzav could be an Isra Daraisa to go out with, it could be an Isra Darabonon, or it could be totally Mutter. Michael Mithili, what's the Machlaikis? Rameir Savar Masuihu, that is considered a load, meaning it's not, it's very heavy, this Irshelzav. Okay, that's the way the Rashman Tesh the Rush explain. It's very heavy. And its primary purpose is not to wear, but rather its goal is to show off a little. So it's, it's not something that necessarily exists for its wearability, and therefore it's not a tachshit. It's a maso, it's a load. Rabbanan savri, tachshit, who they hold, no. Even though it's very heavy, it's still, it's somewhat normal to be worn, and it's a tachshit. And if it's a tachshit, you, midaraisa, are allowed to take it out, you're allowed to wear it, but we have the Rabbanan concern of Dilma Shilfa, maybe she'll take it off, she'll show it to people because it's meant, she's going to take it off her neck, Okay, and she's going to show it to people, and she'll walk with it. So it's an gzera drabbanon that we will not let her go out with it. Rabbi Lazar Savar, no mandarcha lemepach be'ir shel zahav. Who goes out with an ir shel zahav? Isha chashuva. She has to be very chashuv lady. Isha chashuva le mishalfa umechavia. A woman with a a, a, a a dignified woman, right from the upper classes, would not start taking off her jewelry in public and showing it to her friends. And therefore, what we see is that 
not only is it dependent on the type of kli it is, but it also depends, it's the, also knows whether something is mutter or asr to wear out, it's also dependent on who the wearer is. And that's what we see from this concept. Kalila, okay? So Kalila is a, a tiara or a crown. Rav asar, vishmuel shari. Rav says it's going to be asr, shmuel says it's mutter. De'anischi, if it's made out of a metal, if it's a plate type of material, everyone's going to hold its usher to go out, meaning it's chashev, and we're concerned that she's going to take it off and show it to her friends. When do they argue? If it's made out of fabric. So if you have a fabric tiara that has jewels on it, now the question is, fabric is not that impressive. The jewels are nice. One rav who holds that the uh, it's usher to go out with this even though it's fabric, because of the jewels, since the jewels are the ikr, she will take it off and show her friend the jewels on this fabric tiara. Umar sabar araiksa ikr. And Shmuel holds that the fabric is ikr. And since it's lamaisa, a fabric crown, it's not that impressive. She's not going to take it off and show her friends. That's one way of learning the sugya. Ravashi masni lakula. Ravashi learns it lakula, meaning da'araiksa, if it's made out of fabric, dukuliyamale pligi dashari. Everyone's going to agree it's a fabricly. Fabricly, not that special. She's not going to take it off. And therefore, it's mutter for her to go out into the Shisarabim with it. Ki pligi da'anischi. We're going to argue about a plate tiara, right? One made out of metal, a gold or silver or platinum. Marsavar dilma shilfo mechavia. One Rav holds that the concern is that she might take it off and show it to her friends. And she'll carry it Umar holds Who goes out with a tiara? Isha She has to be a princess. She has to be somebody from the upper class. Again, like we see the concept before, She's not going to take it off and start showing it off in public. It's beneath her dignity. Amar Rav Yosef. That we heard that Rav said a klila, this uh, tiara is going, or crown is going to be mutter. And therefore what? Rav was the more machmer shita. So it must be, we have two lashinas. It must be that Rav was going like the second lashon of Ravashi. The Ravashi said, if it's a fabric one, it's mutter. And when um, Rav Shmuel Barachana, when he said, that he heard from Rav that a klila shari, it must have been talking about a fabric one, and he, therefore it must have been going in the second lashon of the Gemara. Amar le Rav. Rav said, uh, I was said to Rav, Asa gavra rabba aricha linarda umatla. A man came who was tall, a tall man who was also limping. So we have a tall, lame person came to Narda. Vidarish, and he was Darish the following rule. Klila Shari, he said a tiara or crown is going to be mutter. So he said, one second, who is this person? Amar Mangava Rabba Aricha de Itla. Who is this tall, lame guy? It's Levi. This is Levi. And like we, the Gemara explains in Sukkah that Levi was uh, showing off how to do what's called Kida, right? We have different types of bowing. Hishtachava, Kida. Levi uh, did Kida on his thumbs. And uh, he, he messed something up and he became lame because of that. He was trying, Levi Achvi Kida, he was showing off how to do Kida, and he got lame. So he was the tall guy who, uh, he was the tall, lame guy. So what do we see? It sounds like a TikTok, it sounds like a TikTok video. So w- now the fact that Levi came to Nardo, what's going on over here? 
right? He came to Narda. Shmamina, the Gemara is going to say, Shmamina, Nach Nafshe, the Rav Afis. Must be Rav Afis uh, died. The Yosef Rav Chanina Beresha, and Rav Chanina is, is, became the Rosh Hashiva. So what happened over here? If you remember from Brachas, we, we also, we, we touched on this story. And when it came to, they wanted to know whether or not um, um, the Mesim know what's going on, that Levi was sitting outside the Masifta de Rekia, and they wouldn't let him into the, the yeshiva upstairs. And, um, uh, right, so we had that story. And why? Because he sat outside when Rav Afis was darshaning, if you remember that. So what happened? So Rebbe was in, Rebbe was in charge. He, Rebbe was the Rosh Hashiva. When Rebbe was going to die, he said that Rav Hanina should take over. Now, Rav Hanina, Rebbe died. Rav Hanina said, look, there's this guy, Rav Afis. He is much older than me. Um, I, I don't feel comfortable taking the, the Rosh, taking the leadership. And Rav Afis became the Rosh Hashiva because he, he was older. Now, what happened was uh, Rav Hanina, because, because Rav Hanina was, in fact, a bigger Talmud Chacham, so it would be disrespectful. He didn't want to interrupt Rav Afis' shear, so he wouldn't go into shear. So he'd sit outside. And Levi, because he was very close to Rav Hanina, he, didn't, he felt bad that, that Rav Hanina was sitting outside alone. So he learned Bechavrusa with Rav Hanina. So over there in that story in Brachas, because he, it was kind of, Levi slighted Rav Afis a little bit. He was, he was going to stand up for Rav Hanina. He slighted Rav Afis. So over there, he was getting punished. He wasn't allowed to the Masif until they, you know, went through the, if you remember that story, they went through and, and he asked for it and, and he got someone to, to, you know, to, he got to use Chosim to, to get in. But the point is that um, Levi sat outside. Now, what happened here? Levi came to Narda. So the Gemara is saying, It must be Rav Afis died. And Rav Hanina became Rosh Hashiva. And therefore, Levi couldn't uh, learn with Rav Hanina because he was, you know, his Kolol Chavrusa. Now he became Rosh Hashiva. And the Rosh Hashiva needs, uh, you know, he, he's not going to be right to learn with the Rosh Hashiva anymore. Um, and... So Levi was the, the odd man out. He had nowhere to go because Rav Afis died. Then after Rav Afis died, finally Rav Hanina acceded to the wishes of Rebbe, that he went ahead and he took over the leadership of Rosh Hashiva. And um, Levi had nobody to learn with, so he came to Narda. The Kasilacha, he came here. So the Gemara says, one second, why, why, why do you know that? Maybe Rav Afis continued to be Rosh Hashiva. Rav Hanina never became Rosh Hashiva. And Rav Hanina died. Rav Afis Kai Kai. Hanina died. And Rav Afis, uh, who, he was still alive. And he was still Rosh Hashiva. And you know why Levi didn't have a Chavrusa? He had nobody to learn with. Because Rav Hanina, whose Chavrusa died. And he came here to Narda. So the Gemara says, no, that story wouldn't make any sense. Because in Isa, Rav Hanina Shachiv, Number one, if if um, if Rav Hanina would have died, then Levi the Rav Afis make of Havakayev. Levi would he would go into the base medrash and 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 learn under Rav Afis because Rav Afis was the elder statesman. But Levi wouldn't want to be. He didn't want when Rav Hanina. When Rav Hanina it must be Rav Hanina came Rosh Hashiva, and uh, Levi did not want. He felt like he was on the same level. He did not want to be Kayev. He didn't want to submit. To Rav Hanina, who was his chavrusa, visu. That's number one. So it must be that that's why Levi was out. Visu, the Rav Hanina loisagi deloy malach. It can't be that Rebbe said that Rav Hanina should take the mantle of leadership, and that it never occurred. 
the Chiyav HaKonei, because when Rebbe was on his deathbed, Omar, he said, Chanin Ebrev Chama, Yosef Bereish, Chanin Ebrev Chama, he should take over the leadership. V'ksiv Buhu, and the Pasuk says, B'Tzadikim, in regards to Tzadikim, V'Tigzer Oimer, V'Yakam Lecha, that when a, a, a tzaddik is geyser, he says this is what's going to happen, then it has to come true. Now here, it could be that it got delayed a little, but to say that Rav Hanina died, Rav Afis immediately assumed the leadership. Rav Hanina, who Rebbe wanted to assume the leadership, never actually did, Rav Hanina died, so uh, that wouldn't make sense, because that means what Rebbe, what Rebbe said should happen did not occur, and the Pasuk says that, 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 that when, when a tzaddik says something, that's what's going to happen. But anyway, what did, what did go, back to the matter at hand, Darish Levi ben Arda, that in Arda, when Levi came to Narda, he was Darish, he said, Klila Shari, he said that a tiara, right, this uh, crown or, 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 or tiara is going to be mutter to go out with on Shabbos, Nafak Esrin Ba'arba Klila Mikula Narda, and that Shabbos, there were 24 tiaras counted on the streets of Narda, Darish Rabban Baravua, the Mechuza, and in Mechuzah, Rabbi Baravua also darshan, and he said, Klila Shari, that you can go out with this tiara. V'nafki tamni srei klila, 18 tiaras uh, emerged, mechadamuva, from one mavoi. Right, so it sounds like Mechuzah was a much wealthier uh, city, because Narda only had, uh, we've seen this before, right, Mechuzah, they're spoiled. But um, with Gemara, you'll, you'll see this throughout Shas, the Gemara takes issue with people with, with, with that. Anyway, so we see that in the whole city of Narda, they only had 24 tiaras, but in one mavoi in Mechuzah, they had 18. Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Rav Shmuel, Kimra Shari. So a Kimra, which is, um, Rashi says it's a belt that they would make with a, uh, a plate of gold. Okay, and then, so it was a very ornamental, very fancy belt. It had, you know, a nice big gold buckle. And the straps of the belt were also made out of gold, uh, was made out of gold, um, you know, gold ornamental material. And it had stones. So it was a very, you know, like the, uh, the heavyweight belt, right? Gold and, str- you know, so what about that? You got to wear that out. So Kimr Shari, Ikad Da'amri Da'roiksa. So the one man the Amar that says that it was made out of Aroiksa, it was made out of fabric. Right, so what is Kimra? It's made out of fabric. And it has a din of a golden, a golden talus. Okay, that it, it is going to be, um, it, it's going to be a, uh, a, a ta- it's a tachshit. It's something that is worn out, and it's going to be mutter. And we're not concerned because it's a belt. So even though it's very fancy, right? What's the concern here? We should say, well, if it's a very fancy ornamental belt, um, then we should not. You should not be able to uh, wear it out because it's it's fancy. You might take it out. So here we're saying that's made out of fabric. Number one, and it's like a talis mizuavos. But since it's a belt. Therefore, a person is not going to take their belt off because lamaisa is used to hold up their pants. We're talking about one that's made out of a plate metal. And it's comparable to the belt that the kings wear. And Rashi says, And therefore, since it is normal for us to wear them out, and again, we're not going to take them off, whether it's, so one man number says only a fabric would be mutter, one man number says even if it's made out of metal, you could still wear this belt out. Amar Ravina Ravashi, Kimra Iluya 
Hamiana. What happens if you have this kimra, this ornamental belt, on top of a real belt? So you have a regular, you know, leather boring belt, and then you put the ornamental belt on top. My. Amalei, tree him. Himyani comrade, you're asking me about two belts? Meaning two belts are for sure going to be a problem. Okay? Because the ornamental one serves no real purpose. And it's for, certainly going to be a masoi. It's going to be considered a load. Amarle Ravashi, hi Risuka, this corset. I islay mifarchisa. If it has um, if it has a lot of ties, right? So it's sort of straps to tie, shari, then it's mutter. Okay, because it'll be tight and it's not going to fall off. But if you have a you know a corset, it's like a you know type of like a fabric belt, the eloi. And if it does not have you know a sufficient amount of ties to keep it tight, tied on, so then it's going to be usser, right? Of course, it doesn't it doesn't have like loops like a normal belt. It just wraps around. So if you have a way to tie it to your clothes tightly, or tie it on tightly, you know that it can be tied tight that it's not going to fall down. Then it'll be it'll be mutter to wear out as a you know, as, as a belt, as a tachshit. But if not, it's going to be usser because our concern is that if it's loose, it'll fall off and you'll carry it. Okay, now back in the mission, there's a couple of uh, other ones. The katla, we said that a woman cannot go out with a katla that was uh, a bib, that was, uh, you know, with drawstrings that was tied around uh, her neck. My katla, minkata fa'ari. It is a bib that is made to catch the crumbs. Now it's interesting that when we brought it, when we brought it in the Gemara earlier, we discussed this bib. Remember, we discussed it at the first, uh, the first right after the Mishnah. We discussed it in regards to um, that if it's tied tight, then it could be a chatzitza. Um Here, Rashi brings out and says it's a different reason that it's considered a very fancy bib. My wife doesn't wear a bib, David. Your wife wears a bib. My, if my wife did everything I told her she should do. Anyways, nizamin, nizamim. It's a work in progress. It's, it's a work in progress. Okay, nizamim. Nizamim are nose rings. Nizmei af. And Tesis here points out that this is laafuke nizmei deizen. That she cannot go go out with a nose ring because it's easy to take off, but the earrings are a little bit more complicated to take off, and therefore those she um, could take off. And we'll stop here because the next sugya tabas is a little. A bit complicated. There's no real stopping point. So we'll stop here and we'll pick it up uh, tomorrow. I figure because it's Monday, Yitzchak doesn't really understand what I mean when I say it's a Monday, but because it's a Monday, we'll go a little easier today. Everybody say, is everyone happy today? Can I cheer up anyone? Go ahead. Wait, wait, let me, let me do, let me, let me, one second, one second. Let me, Today was a lot of jewelry talk today. In the a lot of, lot of jewelry talk. Okay. It's all about the bling. There you go. You guys, Okay, so just coming off the sugya yesterday, we said that a bell that became tummy as a bell, if its clapper was taken out, it's still going to remain tummy. Rava said, since you can bang it on cheres. Rabbi Yechanan said, since you could use it to drink water. And then we had to switch Rabbi Yechanan. Because according to Rav Yechanan, he needs main malacha rishayna kedelishmar tumasa. That in order to stay tame, it needs to be able to still provide the same, uh, you know, category of kli. It's still, if it was a noisemaker and became tame, it still be able. It still has to be a noise. It still has to be functional as a noisemaker. Otherwise, it will lose its tuma, and uh, we have to switch it. We said you can't go out with an ear shel zav. That was a yushalayim shel zahav. 
right? There was uh, some sort of ornament that was very heavy. Remeir held it was chayv chatos because it's certainly considered a load. You're carrying it. You're not wearing it. Chachamim said, Patar Abel Asr, you are wearing it. It's a tachshit. But our concern is, since it's very fancy, you might take it off and show it to your friends. And Rebbe Lazar holds it's mutter. You're a, a, a woman may go out with it because who wears a Yushalayim Shel Zahav? It is a classy lady. And a classy lady is not going to start taking off her jewelry and showing it to her friends in public. And then we wanted to know, what about a tiara? Right? A lot of tiara talk today. So first Lushan said, a metal tiara everybody would agree it's usher because she'll show it off. She'll take it off and she'll show it and she might come to carry it. But if it's made out of fabric, okay, um, so if it's made out of fabric, I might have made a, a typo there, but if it's made out of fabric, um, then Rav holds it was usher because it still has these jewels and she still will take it off and show it. Shmuel says it's mutter because the fabric is the ichor, and uh, fabric is not, not designed to show off with fabric. And the second lashon, which is Ravashi, he said that no, he said he learned it lakula that if it's made out of fabric, everyone's going to hold. It's going to be mutter. The question is, what about a metal one? Rav held it was aser because she might take it off and show it and show it off. And Shmuel held it's mutter because again, only an ishichashuva is going to wear a um, just like we said by Yishlaim Shel Zahav that only an ishichashuva is going to wear a metal tiara, a classy lady, and she's not going to take it off and show her friends. And Rav Shmuel said, he paskin that we heard, Mishmei de Rav, that we heard specifically Rav say Klila Shari, and the only way to make that work would be in the second Lashon, uh, Ravashi's Lashon. And then uh, we had the story with uh, Levi, Levi came to Narda, and uh, he said tiaras are, are, are allowed, and 24 uh, tiaras were spotted that Shabbos. Rav Mechuza, the wealthier city, and there were 18 in one Mavoy. Rabbi Yehuda said Kimra, which is an ornamental belt, right? The WWE belt. Uh, so, but it, it, it's, if it's made out of, uh, you know, it can be made out of metal or fabric. So Rabbi Yehuda said it's going to be mutter. The first Lushan was only da'araik. So only if it's made out of fabric is it going to be mutter. It's going to be, uh, you know, because she's not going to take it off because his clothing will fall. And the second Lushan said, even Anischa Shalmalachim is going to be mutter because B'nai Israel like Malachim, and therefore it's a taksha, we're not going to take it off. Ravashi held that a kimra, a belt on top of a belt, is going to be usr because the ornamental belt now serves no function to hold, to, to hold your clothing tight. And um, we said a corset, a with the ties is going to be mutter because it is tied tightly, but if it's not tied tightly, then it's a problem. It's loose, it'll fall off. We said not with the, uh, a, a woman can't go out with this bib, Okay, um, that it is a fancy bib. It's meant to uh, catch the crumbs. Uh, but again, the concern is since it's very fancy, she'll take it off and show it to her friends. And not with a, uh, she, a woman cannot go out with nose rings because they come off easily. She'll take them off and show it to her friends. But earrings, uh, Tysus pointed out, that would be mutter because it's, it's a tircha to take them off. She's not going to take them off and show them off. All right.